Well, we start in Russia, where the fallout from the aborted armed mutiny over the weekend continues. Financial markets have been reacting to the weekend's upheaval, which significantly raised the dial on international risk. Well, the Russian ruble opened at a near 15-month low against the dollar in early trading. It's recovered most of those losses during today's trading session, but investors understandably remain nervous. Safe haven assets like gold have risen. Gold was up around 0.6% a short while ago, with Brent crude also rising throughout the day. Well, let's get more on this and speak with Sergei Vakulenko, a non-resident scholar at the Carnegie Endowment. Welcome to you. Great to have you on the programme. What noticeable impact has there been on the Russian economy since Saturday's aborted mutiny? Uh, there are none. Um, indeed, it was a mutiny, a mutiny over a weekend, a mutiny that was over in about 24 hours. Even through the regions that uh, a column towards Moscow was moving, yes, there was disturbance on the road. Uh, yes, there was a stray missile hitting a fuel depot. But other than that, there was very little disturbance to civilian life. And all that is over. Mutinous troops are supposedly returning back to their position. Uh, the leader of the mutiny, Mr. Prigozhin, is supposedly going to Belarus and seems like country is going back to normal. Yeah, but the ruble did open at a near 15-month low, didn't it? It did uh, initially, and obviously there was some uh, out-of-hours trading, but then soon enough it all recovered. Are you surprised by that? Does it show that the economy is perhaps more stable than some might think? Well, first of all, if you look at the nature of the mutiny, that was exactly what it was, a mutiny of a condottiere. So it wasn't a revolution, it wasn't a coup, it was mercenaries asking for better pay, better conditions, more independence, and uh, resisting an attempt to bring in under the thumb. So it wasn't a major countrywide event. It definitely has shown that Putin's regime has quite a lot of weaknesses. It probably did bring into minds of many people that unthinkable is probably plausible, but not necessarily now, not necessarily this time. Uh, sure, what had happened over the weekend would have implications uh, for the country, for the future, but not immediate implications. And what about, and the, that's why, sure, what uh, about the, markets, the oil and gas markets? Are you feeling they're fairly resilient? They are. Again, if you look at what might happen, uh, if the mutiny would be more successful, theoretically, hypothetically, they might try to seize the port of Novorossiysk, which was not that far from the uh, city of Rostov uh, that they've seized. And Novorossiysk is a place that uh, sends about a third of Russian crude exports to the world markets. And there we could see then a Libyan scenario, like Libyan anti-Qaddafi rebels uh, got their hands on a port and were trying to control it to get a stream of revenue. But that didn't happen. Novorossiysk is actually quite far from Rostov. It's the nearest to Rostov, but still it's quite a distance to cover. It's an opposite direction to Moscow. And the actual oil and gas patch is much further east. So this mutiny didn't move through oil and gas producing regions. Uh, labor force is um, rather apathetical and no industrial yep. action or strikes okay. or disturbances were expected. So, uh, a non-event, effectively. Sergei Vakalenki, thank you very much for joining us and for your analysis.